Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie and this is Book Club for One, a podcast where I talk about books I love, books I hate, and some that I definitely would love to toss across the room. This is a judgment-free place. Therefore, it does not matter whether you've read one book or a hundred in the last one year. All are welcome. Please stay tuned till the very end of this episode in order to hear my recommendations for this week. And the books that I'll be recommending to you today fall into the category of, wait for it, non-fiction. So stick around for that and let's get started. Before I get started, I want to give a disclaimer. I will be talking about Shadow and Bone, the adaptation by Netflix of Leigh Badugo's popular books, Six of Crows and um, Shadow and Bone. And I just want to give a disclaimer that if you're currently watching this show or reading the books and you haven't completed them or you intend on watching or reading these books, this is going to be an episode containing spoilers. I will be talking about the show and some of the stuff in the books. So if you are not interested in spoilers, please don't listen to this episode. No hard feelings. I don't want to have any hard feelings with you either. So you can exit this episode and go and listen to some of my other episodes. Or I can just see you in my next one next week. I just want to put it out there so that you know what you're walking into. Okay, let's get started. Now in today's episode of Book Club for One, I will be talking about a show that has been on everyone's lips, that has gotten a lot of people very excited. A lot of people have been fangirling about it offline and online. And the show I'm talking about is Shadow and Bone. And this particular show premiered on April 23, 23rd, oh god, April 23rd, 2021. And it uh, premiered on Netflix and it's based on the Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows books by Lee Badugo. And just like the books, it, this show falls into the category of mainly fantasy. And I thought I would talk about this show because I finally got around to finishing it and I have a lot of thoughts about the entire show and I thought I'd speak about them today. So before we get started, I just want to point out that I have read Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows so I am very familiar with the story or with the stories in both of these books and so I went into the show with my own kind of expectations and i will let you know if they were met or not so shadow and bone is a show that as i said is based on a fantasy land kingdom by lee badugo and this particular season was mostly taking place in ravka ravka is a kingdom and it's divided into east and West Ravka and it's separated by something called the Fold. Now the Fold is a place of darkness, a place where obviously you get the feeling that dark magic has taken place or thrives there and the Fold was created through the use of dark magic, should I say someone, or dark magic was used and something went wrong 
and therefore the fold was created and it's a dark expanse of land and nothing ever grows or thrives there and so it's a place which is perpetually or it's always dark in there and the fold has made it difficult for people to be able to move from east going to the west or from the west going to the east this is mainly because apart from this place being like a total evil portion of land it's also has these creatures these monsters called the um, volcra and so they attack people you can't be able to get through this place without encountering them so it makes it very hard for anyone to pass through it and to arrive to the other side so apart from that this story is mainly about a young woman called Alina Starkov and Alina at the beginning of the show is a very average young woman there's nothing remarkable about her she was orphaned as a child and she grew up in an orphanage and now as a grown up she is a map maker and she gets to travel around like with the army and she's currently in the army but as the story goes on it's discovered that Alina is in fact a Grisha now a Grisha is or are people in Ravka mostly they are members of the second army and they are people who have special abilities special talents they can be able to control fire others can be able to heal others can be able to tailor someone's features others can be able to control the wind summon darkness and you know that kind of thing so they have these abilities which make them really cool and so alina is discovered to be one of them but she is just not any other normal grishan alina is discovered to be a sun summoner now a sun summoner was a rare kind of grisha in fact there had not been one in very many years and it had somehow taken a kind of mystical or mythical kind of quality and so when alina was discovered that she's a sun summoner which means a person who can be able to summon light at will it was a very big deal she was seen to be like the savior they had all been waiting for and this is because it was believed that a sun summoner could be able to get rid of the fold which had been a source of terror a source of inconvenience for the people of Ravka so her coming was well not her coming but her discovery <laughs> was a very big deal so she of course had had no idea that she was a grisha and for most of the show it's just her trying to figure out how to be able to manage this power how to grow into her power and of course she is faced with a lot of pressure because there are all these people who see her as some kind of saint some kind of savior so she has to navigate all this while still being a very high target grisha the fact that you don't know she's like a very esteemed grisha so this makes her a target of the enemies that surround them ravka's enemies and also the enemies of the grisha if you read the books but also if you watch 
the series you'll realize that grisha are like the endangered species there are a lot of people who hunt them for their power because they want to enslave them and use them for their powers there are also other people who hunt them just to kill them because they believe that they are an abomination and so alina being one of the most powerful grisha at the time she is considered a very a very valuable target to be able to acquire so with that said that is how actually that is how the characters in six of crows the gang in six of crows come into being or come to be in this show because they are um the characters in six of crows that's cars inej and jasper that's how they come to be in this show they are hired by a catch merchant and he is a very rich merchant and he hires them to go to rafka and to capture alina and to bring them or to bring her back to ketadam and in exchange for her capture they would be paid 1 million kuga which is quite a lot of money especially for these young people because it would buy them freedom it would buy them or it would pay for the things that would make their life better so in this way that's how they get into this story and it's a slightly different kind of story from the one in the books but for the most part they are very respectful they follow um they're very faithful to much of what happens in the books so my thoughts on this show at the beginning of this show i behaved as i always do whenever i watch any kind of adaptation in the first two episodes i was like what is going on i was very snobby let me tell you and i always have been and i think this is mainly because the way if for example you read a book and then you watch a movie or a show about it it's very rare for the show to live up to imagination and i think that has always been my problem when it comes to watching any kind of adaptation and so at the beginning of this series i was like what's going on why do they look like that the acting is so stilted that's not the way it was in the book i don't remember them doing that they are not acting the way i thought they would and i was very judgmental about the entire thing at least for the first two chapters but i think the nostalgia you know settled in and so it was more of meeting old friends and remembering old memories and so i kind of got used to it like the entire um show and i was like oh yeah they put in that part oh i remember them i remember him i remember her i remember that part in the book and i can say that i could be able to tell all the characters even before their names were said it was pretty obvious who was who and i think that speaks to the casting whoever did the casting and chose the characters for this particular show actually did a good job apart from you know cars because what what was happening with cars who decided who picked this actor because i thought that he looked like he was 40 years old and he also looked like a serial killer and maybe the part of the serial killer isn't a real problem because he had this um look in his eyes like he would kill you in an alley and leave you there which is fine because i think that is part of who Kaz is and who you expect him to be 
in six of course there's that whole thing of him being dirty hands and like he's he has a demon you can see he's in a demon through his eyes so maybe not that but this guy looked so old and from what i can remember from the books these guys were very young very very young so i don't understand why they chose this particular actor who looked like this it was really disturbing it disturbed me a lot <laughs> from the beginning it was just one of those things i could not let go but other than him i think that the other characters were fine i loved jasper he looked exactly as i had imagined and also inej um i really didn't have like a particular image of how alina would look like but when i saw her on or in the show i really didn't mind the duckling actually looked the way I expected but i always thought he wouldn't have like a beard but he still looked hot so whatever zoya why does she have bangs i always pictured her looking something like what inej looks like but a little bit lighter because in the books they say that she's half sunni so i always thought that well in my mind i always thought that she'd look like inej but anyway she she was fine i guess but i think they should get rid of the bangs in season 2 we don't need that um who else um david oh cute awkward david he was perfect i the actor who played him was fine and um who else there's something somebody i'm forgetting jenya oh my god i always thought she'd be more of a ginger like an intense kind of orange but well i guess she's still a redhead in this show so it doesn't matter have i talked about all the characters there's mal oh i don't like mal i don't i for those people who like mal exactly why do you like him please tell me i want to understand I find him to be a very boring character. He's very nice, very ugh, bland. I don't like him. Weirdly enough, I don't even remember him from like the Shadow and Bone book. I can only remember him because I just finished reading Rule of Wolves, which is a book he's in. So that's the only way I can remember that he existed in this world. But other than that, I don't even remember him from that first book. He's a very forgettable character, at least according to me. And before I even go further with that, I just want to point out that I am team Daklina. So Malina people, oh, please again, I want to understand what do you see in them? Like what do you see in him? Like there was zero connection zero attraction and you know speaking of Daklina and Malina for those people who want to use the whole moral thing when you know choosing Mal as like the love interest i think that's fair but i think that let's be honest in the book and even more so in this movie in this show sorry not movie show series the duckling and Malina oh, Malina who's Malina and Alina have more chemistry there's more attraction there than there's ever been with Mal and he is or he should be more of a friend or I got the vibe that they were just friends but somehow even in this show they kept pushing it like they're friends but there's this kind of weird 
forced tension and it was forced i believe it was forced it shouldn't have been there like they're friends but there's also this thing this just slightly below the surface thing going on and maybe one day it will rise to the top and i just hated it so much i would have preferred like of course she wouldn't have ended up with the darkling because he's pure evil but i think that i would have preferred if alina just ended up like being one of those characters that she is very powerful in her own right and we would have just passed it off like maybe the whole thing with the darkling is just an attraction which she could not be able to control because she's a young woman and um she's very impressionable and at the face of his charisma his power she was enthralled and so she fell for him or had some kind of attraction towards him but once she discovered the kind of person he is she was able like to move away from that and she is now her own kind of woman and she's an all powerful being who does not need to have like a love interest beside her that's what the kind of story i would have preferred instead of putting her up or shipping her with second best who's mal now i'm so sorry this is all over the place but for those people who have no idea who the hell the duckling is um in the show he's called um general kerrigan and he is the general in charge of the king's army and especially the second army the grisha and he is the person who has um molded the grisha into what it is currently or what is seen in the show he's the one who came up with the whole thing of testing young children to see if they have grisha powers and then taking them to the palace of the king where they are brought up and they are learned how to use they are taught god jackie they are taught how to use their powers and um when they and when they grow up they become part of the grisha army they become spies they serve as grisha in the country or in the kingdom of ravka so he's like the og um grisha and so everybody is always in awe of him everyone who is at least let's say not afraid of him because majority of the people are very afraid of him because he has this dark power like he has this shadows thing going on like the guy in a court of mist and fury asriel oh god no i'm strain he has the reason why he's called the darkling is because he can be able like to summon the dark and the shadows to be able to like form and he can be able to create darkness he's like the opposite of alina she can summon light at will he can summon darkness and he is of course the bad guy of this show but i do not even understand because for some reason they decided to give him and alina this kind of attraction thing to happen or to go on between them and then just suddenly it was taken away so i don't understand what was the point maybe to show us that he could he was a user he was a manipulator that he was trying to show alina that he liked her when instead he was just trying to use her maybe that's the reason why they put that whole they were attracted to each other thing but i as i said i am team dakina so sorry for those who are team 
Malina or whatever. So what else do I have to say about this show? The acting, um, the action was really good. As I said, they were very faithful to the stories in the books. They were very faithful to whatever was in the books in terms of the world building and the characters. I enjoyed it a lot. My favorite episode was episode 5, if I'm not wrong. The one where Malina... Why do I keep saying Malina? <laughs> oh, jinx. Oh, jinx by the people who like Mal. Um, where Alina finally displays her power to everyone and there's this like party where all these people meet and she's finally to, finally able to show them that she is the real deal and of course in this episode is where like the attraction between her and the duckling is at peak you know for those who've watched that kissing scene in the in his rooms in his office Ugh. I replayed that a little bit too much. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it had, like, I think that was the best. I believe that was the best episode. It was so funny. There was a lot of action. A lot was revealed that was very pertinent to the whole show. That's where um, Alina discovered that the Duckling is not who he says he is. That's when the first time she escaped. That was when, um, oh my God, Inej, my baby, she killed someone for the first time. And it was so painful to see, like, the look in her eyes. That was when that stupid traitor, the one, you'll know him, the one who tried to kill Alina, for those who've watched the show. Yeah, he was arrested. And so a lot of good things, a lot of interesting things. I believe happened in that particular episode and i forgot oh my god i forgot to talk to you guys about um nina nina and matthias now who the hell are this for those who have not watched the show or read the books i know you're wondering now nina nina is also she's this feisty very flirtatious young woman and she's also a grisha however she does not at the time of you know in the show she is not living in Ravka. She was um she is a spy. She is also a soldier like in the second army, but at the time she is a spy. She's going to spy on orders of the Darkly. She was living in Ketadan until she was kidnapped by the Fiadans. They were taking her back to Fiada for a trial, but she never got there. Somewhere in the middle she meets this Draskela. A Draskela is um, a Fjordan kind of warrior. The, the ones who, you know, I told you that there were people who hunted Grisha in order to kill them. So the Draskela, that's what they do. They kill Grisha because they think that they are abominations and they're evil because apparently no one should have that kind of power. It does not make you human. So she meets Matthias, who is a Draskela, or he's going to be. I cannot remember. I read these books a long time ago. But she meets him and at first there is obviously this very bad enmity between them. He thinks she's a demon and Nina is very smart mouthed, very um she can really bug you, she can really irritate and she irritates the hell out of this very uptight guy. But um you know, an accident takes place where, like, the boat they were in capsizes, like, 
um this boat let me explain sorry this boat contained um it was a ship it contained Grisham who had been captured by the Draskella and they were being shipped as i said to Fiada in order to be um arraigned like in a court where they were found or will be found guilty or innocent but of course they always found guilty and they would always get killed so that's where they were going to until they got into this storm and they Nina and Matthias get shipwrecked and so as they navigate you know trying to survive in this place that was snowing so heavily and it was so cold of course at the beginning they really irritate each other but then Matthias begins to actually like Nina because how do you not like Nina she is so likable she's so adorable and so nice she's the kind of person you would want to be your friend she is very awesome that's what i'm saying so he begins to like her and um yeah so there's that storyline that story which is actually found in six of crows but it was put in here as you know part of this show so uh, i think i've spoken about everything else so did i enjoy the show yes but i think the reason why i really enjoyed this show was because i have read shadow and bone and six of crows and so it was mostly nostalgia for me i think that's what made me enjoy this show as much as i did because every time i saw a scene i was like i remember that every time i saw a character I was like my babies and um yeah that creepy voice sorry <laughs> and um so it was like seeing as i said seeing old friends like reliving old memories again and again and so it was very exciting for me in that sense it was also emotional in a way because i remember like there are some words that they say like something from the books and i remember it word for word and i just have like goosebumps like there is this place um like nearly to the end of the show and um kaz says no mourners and inej replies no funerals and for those who've watched or not watched red six of course you know that's something they always say and i was just right there responding with image like no mourners no funerals and i had this rush of goosebumps like on my arms and just all over my body and i am not ashamed to admit that there were tears in my eyes at that moment so yeah that is what primarily made me like or just love watching this show the fact that I had read these people and that lived rent free in my mind and I got to see them like brought to life on the TV that was a very very big deal. I don't know what the experience is or was for the people who have watched this show without having ever read any of the books. I don't know. I don't know if they found it as magical as nice as I did. I don't I don't think so. I don't know why because if i was being honest just totally honest without all the emotional and lavidavi feelings i have for this show or for the characters in it objectively if this was a show i had to rate out of 5 i would give it 3 stars 3 stars because i don't i don't know how to say it but this is not the kind of show someone would watch this is not the kind of show 
in which if I had not read the books or anything like I would have watched and been so captured by it although I've been entertained yes but there's a lot that there's a whole backstory that people who have watched the show without reading the books don't know and it might have been confusing for someone who just watched this show without knowing anything about these characters about what drives them about this fantasy kingdoms and i think it would have been more confusing and it would have gotten in the way of someone enjoying the show because you would have so very many questions and the only way you could enjoy this show is without thinking about any of these questions i mean making sense but apparently i might be wrong because i was checking out like the different ratings and different places in which this show had been rated and it has gotten very very high ratings so maybe i'm wrong but i personally think that if i had not read the books and i had watched this show i would not be i'd give it a three stars out of five it was not uh, oh my god i'm like at the edge of my seat i cannot breathe i cannot move because this is awesome kind of show but because i had read the books it turned out to be that kind of a uh, show for me i could not breathe i just sat there frozen my shoulders hunched and i could not even breathe properly as i just watched these characters watched their every action their every movement and so i would give it a 4.5 i am giving it a 4.5 stars because finally my characters are on tv and i want to see them back for the second season and please can they bring nikolai and can they not do whatever the hell they did with kaz can they properly cast king nikolai because we're going to fight if they bring some guy from <laughs> please can they cast him properly they should bring someone cute like matthias you know the one who chose matthias and jasper knew what they were doing so can they please do really good work when it comes to king nikolai if they do bring him in the second season who knows is that it i think so <laughs> my rants my whole talk that was not really well arranged about shadow and bone and um, i'd love to hear what you thought about this show if you watched it if you haven't i would really like to know what your thoughts were and if you are team the cleaner or team malina so that's it and i think that we should get into the book recommendations for the week so as i said at the beginning of this episode the category of the books that i'll be recommending to you today fall into the the category is non-fiction so the books i'll be recommending to you today are one two three four five yeah so i'll be talking or recommending five books to you today and in the category of non-fiction the first book i'm recommending is called sheet actually by lindy west two is broken in the best way possible by Jenny Lawson and I have done a review of the of that this particular book in one of my episodes it was the first book that I reviewed so you can go and listen in to that episode and then you can see if you really want to read this book but I recommend it 
three is called Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud by Anne Helen Peterson. The fourth one is called The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West. And the fifth one, the last one but not the least, is called Wow, No Thank You by Samantha Abbey. So most of these books are or can fall into the category of also feminism but they are primarily non-fiction books and I enjoyed reading each and every one of them and you should go and check them out and if you do let me know if you enjoyed them and what you actually thought about them. So that's it. This has been a very very long episode longer than I have ever done and I thank you for being here for listening and if you like any part of this episode a semi-coherent review of shadow and bone please share it talk about this podcast because i want to create a community of other like-minded individuals so if you liked this please share it with your friends family anybody who you think will like this and i will see you in my next episode bye